Welcome to Try Not to Overthink It. I'm RJ. I'm Unique. And I'm Khalil. Every day, just like you, we find ourselves trying to make sense of this crazy thing that we all call life. As peers in the healthcare profession, we find ourselves discussing and debating many different topics. After many heated debates, we decided to both expand upon these topics and give them to you from our viewpoints as licensed social workers and therapists. If this is your first time here, we'd like to thank you for checking us out. And we hope that you'll stay and become part of the tribe and participate in the conversations. So today we're going to talk about something that is debated every single day. Um, we live in a day and age where things that we say and that we do are constantly being assigned a label, categorized or placed in a box. At the very center of our being, we all have a predominant energy that is either feminine or masculine. Generally, women have a more feminine-centered energy, and men have a more masculine-centered energy. This type of energy plays such a crucial role in our day-to-day -day lives, our interactions with others, and even our relationships. Today, we're going to unpack this topic and talk about what it means to have masculine and feminine energy and what it looks like in today's society. So um, this is a topic um, that is is thrown around in relationships and, and advice giving between both men and women. So what do you guys think about this? I don't agree with all of this nonsense. I don't. I think that it's BS. Um, I think a person's upbringing has a lot to do with how they express themselves in the world. Um, and I might be arguing the nurture versus nature, uh, but I don't think as far as energies go, I don't think you have a feminine or a masculine energy. I think you have a cultural energy, like you have cultural influences that mm -hmm. dictate how you respond to people. Um, and I do think that you can have a passive or an aggressive or an assertive presentation. Right. I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with your gender. Right. Yeah. I, go ahead, Khalil. Well, I like the fact that she mentioned the different communication styles, right? Because I think that is a part of it. If I'm an aggressive communicator, all of a sudden I'm an alpha male, right? Um, if I'm a passive aggressive uh, human being, all, all of a sudden, you know, I have some uh, feminine qualities or something like that because not all women are passive I'll tell you that much uh, you know mm -hmm. you, I know a lot of women who aren't passive um, and, and so when we see men be more passive aggressive um, you know uh, talk behind your back or, or spread rumors and do stuff like that will assign um, a certain gender quality which isn't right um, mm -hmm. when we talk about that feminine versus the positive the yin versus the yang right um, we talk about finding that balance. And I believe, because I don't get into Eastern philosophy too much, but if you don't have a balance, all right, because there's some times where I need to be a little more empathetic, right? Mm -hmm. There's some times where I do have to be aggressive. Um, growing up in a female household, I had three women in my household, mostly at all times. One At one time, my uncle lived with us for one time. Uh, my dad lived there until I was four. Um, you know, and, and um, my mom, her boyfriend, he stayed with us a lot for a while. But being the only male in the house, everybody told me I couldn't cry. All right. Couldn't couldn't come home, get my ass whooped after a fight. I had to fight. You know, these were things that people assigned to me. Right. So much so that I had to become so aggressive 
I really wasn't an aggressive person. Naturally, I'm very laid back. I'll watch you. I'll sit there and watch you play yourself and call you out. That's how I've always been. You know, I'm that type of person. So uh, having to grow up around all these women, everybody's like, you're the man. <laughs> you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. And it turned me into a more aggressive person to the point that I found myself in jails and institutions being a little overly aggressive, selling drugs, doing things, because that's what my culture told me was more masculine. You get what I'm saying? But that wasn't me naturally. I'm a much more laid back. I'm more empathetic. I, I'm, I'm somewhat level headed now. I do. I did have a very quicker temper, you know, in my younger days, much more level headed. And I had to go through all that in order to find out who I was and find a more balanced approach to who I am. So I don't like people assigning things or saying, man, they can't do this. Men have to do this. Um, and I've been very, um, uh, you know, uh, careful about doing that to uh, my stepson, who's been around me since he's been 11. Like, it's OK to have some emotions, but it's also OK to know that you're a man, you can mow the lawn, <laughs> you know, but not saying that if you don't mow the lawn, you're not a man. You get what I'm saying? And I've been very careful on how to approach those situations with other men around me um, because you're not a punk because you like to take baths or showers, <laughs> like to smell good, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that our culture, especially the African-American culture, I got to talk about this in a men's um, rap that I did the other day. Why, why are there those certain stigmas on black men? Like we can't have emotions or we can't be dealing with something that makes us feel vulnerable and, and we're not allowed to show any signs of weakness. Well, it's not, I don't even think it's just black men. I think that, you know, women get it as well because, yeah. you know, like, so I do think that there is masculine feminine energy. I do. I think that what people have to understand is they're, yes, they're diametrically opposed. They're not the same thing, but no matter what your gender is, you will pull from both sides of that spectrum. Yes. So whereas masculine energy, you tend to be much more logical and it's geared towards being predictable and having clarity and being able to apply rules and structures. Whereas feminine energy it's kind of categorized as being more dynamic and flowing. And so if you really stop and really think about it, most of us pull from both sides of that spectrum. Right. But when you are too much in one or the other, you know, society, we, we have this, this way of wanting to label something as something. I want to be able to say that grass is green or that grass is brown, not that it's just grass. And so because we want to assign a label to something, you know, behaviors and thought processes and patterns of, you know, patterns of belief or even actions are labeled as well. And so as a woman, we'll use women, for example, if a woman is to be confident um, or stand up for herself, not take, you know, anything off of anybody, not unless she's got to be combative, but just the fact that she's assertive, you know, yeah, she's deemed as having, you know, masculine energy. She's deemed as trying to step into the role of being the man, you know, and, and to me that like that bothers me because at the end of the day, like like we, we've talked about, you know, like in, in, in the last episode, we talked about, you know, where independence is bred from an absence of something 
Yeah. Whereas the presence and the consistency of something breeds interdependence. So when I hear these guys who give this idiot style of relationship advice of, you know, you know, you're, you're, you have masculine energy or you're, you know, you're coming across as the man, you know, my thing is, you know, to those guys, when you're having that conversation with those young ladies or those women and you're discussing masculine versus feminine energy, why are we not unpacking why this woman is having to operate in the mindset of the man, right. Right. you know, because we got, you know, like to me, if I'm going to chastise you for you doing something, I have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. You didn't just wake up today and decide, hey, I'm going to have masculine energy. I'm going to be on man time today. No, there were things that were absent that created a certain a certain dynamic, a certain, you know, you know, movement for you to operate in that in in that sphere in that sphere. So for 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 a lot of these guys, when they're chastising women and tearing women down and saying that women are masculine, this and the third. I mean, yes. Are there, I do, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I don't believe in masculine or feminine energy. I do believe that there is both masculine and feminine traits and energies. But to me, what I don't like is where we want to use them to apply a negative connotation to somebody or a whole group. Of I like a go-getter. My wife's a go-getter. I ain't, she going to go, you know what I'm saying? She's going to try to get things done. I don't, she's a self-starter. I don't have to, you know, uh, females who is like, they're waiting on my every move. That's scary to me. I didn't mm-hmm. grow up you know, did that. So, but see, I don't think that that makes you masculine. I think that just makes you assertive and a self-starter. I don't think it has anything to do with your gender. Um, but people I think say there that. are some, huh? But people say that. That's weird. yeah. People say that, and I think I had a client who would say, you know, um, her desire to be a caretaker and to do nice things and like dote on people that was her masculine energy and i was like i don't think so i think that's just your personality right Right. your personality you are a caring person and she she was sexually fluid and so she would be like well this is my masculine side you know when i'm in my masculine bag like i like to hold doors open and i like to call my girls and make sure that they're okay and i think but i think i said well let's look at do you do that for men that you're in a relationship with. And she was like, yeah, I do. I think, so is that masculine energy or is that just your personality, right? I think a lot of things can be argued that, again, it goes back to how you were raised, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of my siblings, my youngest brother is very affectionate. He has been affectionate his whole life. Like he's the type to hug and kiss you. And we used to always joke and say, the girl who gets him is going to be a special girl because every woman doesn't like all of that. He wants to mm-hmm. put the rose petals on the bed and take you on a picnic. And we're like, what kind of woman are you going to date? Turns out he has a girlfriend now. It's just like him. She loves flowers. She loves all of the romantic gestures. And so some people may say, oh, he's leaning into his feminine side. And it's just like, well, is it his feminine side or is he just a hopeless romantic? I think he's just a romantic man. He's very manly. It's not, he doesn't display anything that would in any other way denote femininity. But I think that he knows how to use his emotions um, in a way that is congruent with you know, how he uses his rationale. 
a lot of times people don't operate in that space. They don't operate in wise mind. They operate in one or the other. And unfortunately, women have been deduced to the emotional mind and men have been deduced to a rational mindset when all of us should strive to operate in that wise mind where we are leaning into our emotions. We are able to speak about how we feel and how that impacts how we navigate through life. Yeah, I I agree. I think that um, it goes back to like what you were saying about nature versus nurture, you know, like for, you know, for for women, you guys are taught to be a certain way, you know, Mm -hmm. from a very early age, you're taught to be softer, you're taught to be gentler, you're taught taught to be doting and caring and kind, you know, based off of the toys that you're given. You know, mm-hmm. you're being you're being taught and, and groomed into being a certain way. And then for men, we're taught to be hard. We're taught to be aggressive, assertive, confident, you know, like. And so when, when you tough. see, yeah, tough, you know, based off I'm the toys and that and the activities that, that we're allowed to play with. And so, you know, when you when you see people operate outside of what is traditionally normal or seen as normal for for you know, people, a person of that gender, you know, then it, it's seen as, you know, abnormal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, again, like, I look at it like this right here. Like we, you know, I'm a person where, like you said, uh, instead of looking at the, you know, he should be this way or she should be that way. You know, most of us have to understand that most of us will pull from both sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, rather that's from the feminine side or the masculine side, we'll both pull, we'll pull from, from both sides of the spectrum. What I don't like is where we want to add a negative connotation to things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the part that 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 bothers me. It doesn't make you less than. It doesn't make you, you know, weird or abnormal to to exhibit traits from a certain side of the spectrum. I don't I don't think that it does. And I, I think that you know, like you said, like with your brother, you know, being romantic. You know, I you know, to me. I consider that thoughtful. What person doesn't want someone to put thought and effort into, you know, being their mate or wooing them or courting them? What person doesn't want that? But, you know, that is seen as more of a feminine trait instead of a masculine trait in in, in today's society, in today's Mm -hmm. norms. Whereas Mm -hmm. as a woman, you 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 paying you paying you 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 paying for the meal or paying for the date that's not something a woman's supposed to do mm-hmm. like you and I were talking about that talking about that today you know like with gender roles and about how in today's society we're quick to want to assign gender roles yeah. where as the man i want to say you know a woman should be doing x y and z and then as a woman we want to say that as a man you should be doing this this and this and for me and you know unique said something that I, that i that i that I, that I wholeheartedly agreed with where she was like, when you're looking at that, you know, that mindset of, you know, from say the 1950s, 1960s, mm-hmm. where as the man, you came home and you, you worked all day and you expected dinner to be cooked in X, Y, and Z. That's because you provided for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was no things that the woman had to do on top of cooking clean. These were, you know, she was a housewife. The man mm-hmm. was out providing. He was being the sole breadwinner. In today's society, that's not the that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you have women who are bosses just like the husband is the boss. Yeah. yeah. You know, they get they they're making just as much money, if not more. If not more, right? You they're know, the high so earners. 
So, and so they're the ones who are doing everything. I mean, I watched a show where the man was the housewife because financially it made more sense for the woman to keep her high earning position exactly. and for the husband who was an engineer. Like we're not talking about some man who did not, who was not of able mindset or, you know, status. This man was an engineer and he worked as an engineer. It just, after they had kids, it fiscally made more sense for him to leave his job and the woman to keep hers. Mm-hmm. And so, but it, it came up as an issue because the man was just like, I was used to providing for my family in this way. And now that's changed where I'm a house, I'm a house husband. And right. my wife does not respect that. And when they, the, the man, um, when they broke it down and they started talking about it, she had to let go of some of that ideology that she learned as a kid where she was just like, I wasn't used to, I was taught by my single mother never to depend on anybody for anything, um, take care of all of your needs. And so when she came into her marriage where most people would have deemed it, oh, she's trying to be masculine, she's trying to wear the pants. No, it was her environment that shaped her to say, I am not used to depending on a person for this. And where he grew up in an environment that said, no, this is something that's important. I like to contribute and I feel valued when I'm able to give to my family in this way. It didn't mean that either of them had to scrap it. What it Mm -hmm. meant was both of them had to have a healthy communication about what that looked like for their family. Okay, so this is how you grew up. This is what, when I say I want to go out to work or I want to be able to contribute financially, or I just want to know what the money is doing, I'm hearing this. This is how you're interpreting that information. And the wife had to learn that. And so when the wife would say things to the husband, he had to understand based on her upbringing, based on her, the way she, her, her core values that she was taught, this is how she, she should be interpreted. A lot of times we interpret, we misinterpret people and we misunderstand because we don't take the time to get to know the person's influences. Well, mm-hmm. well what are they really saying, right? right? Is it really aggression? I know a lot of times for Black people, we get that where it's just like, why do you have a tone? I don't have a tone. I just was, I said something assertively, right? right? I'm not doing that. And so that I'm not doing that, even in the workplace. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Get somebody else to do it. Could be taken as, oh, you have an attitude. I, I don't have an attitude. I'm just right. assertively saying that I'm not. That's beneath me or I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, Rajamel, being able to say that things are beneath us. Right. When women, oftentimes when you're dating and you are asked, I know for me as a woman, what do you bring to the table? Um, and guys always label you as being not so kind words when you say certain certain men are beneath you, right? Mm -hmm. I would never date, that's beneath me. I think a news anchor just got in trouble for saying she would never date a bus driver. And people tore my girl to shreds. And I didn't watch all of it, and I didn't read all the rhetoric that came around it. But I said, why is that such a problem? Why is she deemed as being such, you know, a not nice woman or trivializing these people who have these jobs because she made a stance and said, no, I've reached a certain plat, I've kept reached a certain level and I no longer want to go beneath that level. I want to be with somebody who's equal, but people have, will deem me as being masculine, yeah. as being well, manly. Well, How dare you? The communication part 
it's how you say things. Um, she's right. Um, knowing yourself and having some self-awareness of what you want out of a relationship is key. So, you know, hey, if I date a bus driver or someone who doesn't have comparable education, same type of job skill or skills, period, outside of just driving a bus, because I've been a CDL driver before, right? Nothing wrong with that, right? But at the same time, right, if that person is an engineer or um, a network, uh, you know, administrator or something like that, whatever they do, right, or CEO, you know, whatever they do, all right, if it is uh, something that makes her feel like, hey, I'm going to be putting myself at a lower level dealing with this person, this person could be an awesome person. She's not saying the person is not a good person, mm -hmm. but she might not have any of the same interests. She might not be able to communicate with that person if they're on a separate level. She might feel as if he's not, just by the way she was raised, like you said earlier, he's not really contributing. All right. People have those biases and she's right. She's okay to have that bias. Well, Khalil, yeah. he's what? not even be in the same rooms that she's in. Right. And, and when and, you marry somebody, I'm going to take my spouse with me to certain places. Yeah. If I know you're going to be uncomfortable in that place, that's going to become challenging. I was talking to a friend um, and Great. there came a point where I like someone and I was studying and I told the person, listen, I do like you, the person like me. And I said, we can't, this can't go any further because I'm going to end up in situations where if this is going to be too contentious and we're going, to, we're going to have to bring this home. The person told me you need to date and marry someone where this would not be, a, would be contentious for you. Did it hurt to hear at the time? Yes. But was it some of the best advice that I've received dating? 100%. And I knew it was the right answer. It just wasn't comfortable to hear. It's the, what she's saying is like, you are not bad for being who you are. But if, I, if we're being real, our circles would not naturally align. Right. Well, and not even uncomfortable in my world. Not, not even just that, but it's kind of like trying, being a, a size five foot trying to fit into a size one shoe. Mm -hmm. you you're not you're not a bad fit for somebody you're just not a you're just not a good fit for me but that right. and that. so but like like you said you know because it was a woman that said that mm -hmm. you know it's it's vilified and it's demonized and she's getting drug all over the internet mm -hmm. but we have men who say that all the time, all the time. She where this what or or not even she ain't my type but you know she's damaged goods or, or you know, children, all those or, or 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 she's or she's got baggage, or she's got all these different things. She's yeah, she's she's ran through, or you know, and and so for me, you know, like the way I look at it is this right here. Um, the same way, you know, because I'm a, I'm a person that I'm not a rules person, I'm a fairness person. The same mm -hmm. things that I will apply to other people, I will apply to myself. Mm -hmm. So and vice versa, same things that I apply to myself, I apply to other people. So if it's okay for me to say it or it's okay for me to feel that way then it should be okay for other people to feel that way as well and it's okay it should be okay for them to say those things as well so in that regard you know it's okay to speak on what is a criteria for someone to like you said in a previous episode unique about sitting at sitting at the table what type of table are we sitting at mm -hmm. everyone does not everyone does not have the privilege to sit down at your table and partake of your story 
in your saga. So I don't think that there was anything wrong in what she said. I think that for, you know, when it, when it comes to communicating tough information, a tough message to somebody, right. like, like Khalil said a little while ago, it's all in the way that you say it, the way you mm -hmm. communicate it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and, and, and those, are, those are things where, you know, again, you know, for me, when, when it comes to like with this conversation, you know, there's a way that you and I can both communicate the same message, but it's going to be taken different ways ba based off who's saying it. Because you're rude, Raja. Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I, 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 am, I, I am rude, but the thing is, me, me saying it, we could, we could say the same exact message this, with the same words, with the same tone of voice, but it's going to be taken a completely different way because you're a woman and I'm a man. No, so as I'm going to smile and I'm going to put on my therapist voice. Well, 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 even, well, regardless if you did any of that, if we said it the same exact way, because I'm a man, it's going to be taken as this man's being assertive. This man's being confident. He, confident. he knows what he knows, what he what he's talking about. And I, there have been times where I had no idea what I was talking about when I was talking about it. But because I said it confidently, people believed what I said. You're not you're not wrong. I, we have y'all know I have a kid. If you if you've been on any episodes with us, you know, I talk about my child. She is. Whew, she keeps me close to the Lord and she like reinforces the life lessons. She she will test my gangster a lot because I think because we have the same parts, she just feel like what I say is just it don't hold that much weight. Her dad will say something and it's do my words. Same message. Yes, daddy. Mm -hmm. Right. Me, <sighs> mommy. I'm like the body oh, language. Oh, Right. I would, and I cook for you, kid. I do your hair, okay? I I be rearranging things. I save you when your dad is like up to here with you. I I, I advocate for you. But what you <laughs> well, what she understands even from a young age, right? She was taught that the man's voice it holds authority, right? He's mm -hmm. the final say, yeah, and. I mean, this is, she came to, I like to tell people, um, she was an additional blessing with my marriage. So I did not have the privilege of knowing her her whole life. But mm -hmm. based on the things my husband has shared, like that's how she was taught, right? Your daddy's voice, that's the final voice. And people will be like, she's about to be in trouble. I'm about to call your dad. Oh, the behavior changes immediately. Whereas mm -hmm. the women in her life, it was something that was always optional. Right. So that feminine voice didn't hold much weight. And I think when you have a space like that, you start to question your own voice. We look at these assertive, especially black women, we look at assertive black women and or aggressive black women, the angry black woman. Why is she angry? How did she get to that place? Because her voice was lessened. Ignored. She was from, yeah, it was ignored. She was taught from a little girl. Your voice is less than your counterpart who right. oftentimes isn't there or who only shows up to be a disciplinarian. So no, I, in order to be heard, I have to be angry. I have to be loud. I have to be boisterous in order to be taken seriously. One of the things that I'm trying to, I guess, reshape and recommunicate with her is I don't ever have to yell at you to get any of my points across. I'm going to talk to you 
in the same tone and there will be a level of respect that you have for me because you (laughs) desire a level of respect even as a nine-year-old you desire respect and you can get that but it's a way you get it and you don't have Mm -hmm. to compromise being who you are to get that you don't have to have manly traits in order to be heard in a room right you don't have to say the deep voice and I think that's what upsets me because gender roles are so fluid now, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, when we get into that, that changes the whole context of, the, uh, of what we're talking about. Because, you know, these days, and I've worked in situations where, you know, some people don't want to have any pronouns, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm, and I don't like putting expectations on people, right? So I meet someone who say, hey, um, call me they, right? Mm-hmm. Or them. And I have to understand, hey, uh, whatever they've gone through or whatever decision that they've made in life, Mm -hmm. this makes them feel good. So Mm -hmm. I've had to do that. And then all of a sudden, my mind, because of how I was raised, when I see that person do something that's uh, perceived to be a little more masculine or perceived to be a little more feminine, I have to sometimes catch myself. Because when you do that, it's she, all right? Because, mm-hmm. um, like, let's just say you're, like you were saying, I, I'm braiding somebody's hair, or or I'm trying to cook food for someone, or whatever. Or, on the other end, if I'm being assertive, right? Uh, and, and and I might seem to be a little bit more, um, you, you know, maybe a masculine in the way of my tone or aggressive. I might want to say he, right? And I have to catch myself. And in this type of society we live in, um, I think it's very, very important to recognize that it's different now, man. The gender roles are so fluid. You can't really put anybody in in a a certain box. We can't do that anymore. This isn't, um, you know, being on on here with me and RJ, you might say, well, Unique is the female and Khalil and and, and RJ are the male. That might not be true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What, what you know? I, I, I don't. You know, uh, that's not my pronoun. You know, people could do that at any time. So, I think with today's culture, I'm very careful as expecting someone to be a certain way or labeling somebody. I, I, I think just maybe being a therapist, I've kind of like, you know, put myself in a position where my foot was in my mouth, and I've stopped labeling people um, just because they do a certain thing. But Khalil, I think that's what we're having the conversation about, right? Where people have assigned certain character attributes to a gender. Which I think I'm going to argue that we just should get away from it. That's not a manly thing to do. That's not a womanly thing to do. Unless it's, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. I know it. But unless it's like, no, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get in trouble. But and now I'm going to say it without trying to get in trouble, but if, if you right. are a vagina haver, right? <laughs> if you own a vagina, there are things that, and you own ovaries and a uterus, there are just going to be things that you experience that people who own testes and a penis are not going to experience. Unless you take hormones to not experience those things, right? right? right. Unless right. you biologically or chemically alter the functionings of said organs. So I think that there, yes, are certain characteristics 
that will come for that, like a, a, a cisgendered man, a man, a person who identifies as a cisgendered man is not going to experience premenstrual dysphoric disorder ever. Right. They're not going to experience period cramps. They're not going to experience labor pains. Right. And they're not going to have the attitude adjustments of someone who has those hormones coursing through them, whether, however they identify, they're just not going to experience that. So I think some things are particularly assigned to gender or gender specific. But when you talk about behaviors, I don't necessarily believe that behaviors are masculine or feminine. I think behaviors are behaviors, yeah. right? And I think behaviors are taught by mm -hmm. a culture. Taught and learned. You, you just, there were women hunters. There are, there are men who are caretakers. Like, I think it just depends where you grow up. And so I think when we're talking about gender fluidity, I think we've, we've come to a place where that's something that had to happen because of all this nonsense of men do this, women do that, men play sports, women do. I think you like what you like. Right. Yeah. Right? I, agree. I grew up liking to climb trees, wanting to be a BMX biker. One year I went off to like overnight camp and I signed up for all the risky stuff. I think I had like basketball, um, sports biking and rock climbing. And they sent a nice little letter home to my mother and said she is um, she can't do all of this stuff because they're all high risk. And my mom's was like, who are you? Why do you want to do all this risky stuff? Because I liked it. I like trick bike riding. I loved climbing trees. I love gymnastics. I pretty much wanted to break my neck as a kid. <laughs> but on paper, I look like your average little boy. I didn't look like the girl because I didn't want to sign up for the cooking stuff, the jewelry making. That wasn't interesting to me. I didn't want to right. do none of that stuff, but I was very much a girl. I've always had nails. I've always like loved to wear bright colors. I've all, you're never going to see me just like in some cargo shorts. No, I was going to be with my long nails. Hair was going to look great. Um, I was going to be very feminine looking, doing whatever I was doing, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't a boy and I was okay with that. But see, like society, I think what 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 you said about your, your you know, your, your people or the teacher or whoever sending that home uh, to your mom, like, hey, look, she's doing all these things really was saying, like, she's doing stuff the boys are doing. It's not right. That's mm -hmm. what they really were saying. Yeah. They were going to be nice about it. But I remember having um, my neighbor for a long time, her uh, granddaughter used to come over and we were the same age. Right. And she's ride bikes, play with me. And and by the time she got to be about 13-ish, you know what I mean? We'd play basketball together and all that. When she would come visit in the summer, it was my buddy, man. We were real close, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because she would come every summer. Well, man, I remember by the time, you know, from about 10 to 13, we was cool. By the time it was 14, they was like, you can't play with him no more, basically. You know what I mean? And, like, you can't do that anymore. Um, and it was like her grandmother and me were pretty close because she lived there full time. And she was like, yeah, she's not coming out, <laughs> you know? And and I didn't take it personally because by that time my hormones start kicking in. I'm anyway. gonna say once hormones kick in, you know why. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> heard them out. I'm like, yeah, we need to wrestle like we used to. You know, you know why you're not playing like yeah, you used I'm to. foolish, right? So, but at the same time, I understood like because everybody was telling me 
Like boys and girls don't play together. You gotta be with your homeboys. We gonna be with our homegirls. Y'all ain't playing together. That and I, I started understanding because that's what society told me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I have a problem with because that's actually coercing people. Like if you do that, you're bad. And then next thing you know, when people rebel and they do their own thing, all of a sudden everybody's upset. But really, I think we force people into doing some of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by telling them and they can't do something. Instead of letting people assign behavior to just who they are and their mm-hmm. likes and interests. Yep. Um, it, I'll say it this way. For large part of our early friendship, Roger used to call me his little brother. Oh, I can't. Affectionately, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he would call me his little brother. And I hated it because I, I was just like, I am not a man. I don't do manly things, but Roger will call me his little brother. And one day he explained, he's like, it's not that I think you're manly. He's like, but your mannerisms are a bit stronger than the typical girl. Like you don't do girly things unique. Like even the way you approach people, the way you date is very masculine in nature. And I was just like, I mean, okay. Okay. A lot of that, though, came from my upbringing. Um, I had a Marine for a father, and Roger Mel calls him Pastor Troy affectionately again. <laughs> but I grew up with a man who was just like, nah, you have your own stuff. You'll never need to let a man pay for nothing. If you need anything, I'll buy it. And so when I interacted with other guys, it's like, yeah, I don't need you to buy me nothing. My daddy will buy it. I'm good. If I can't buy it, either I don't need it. And I mean, my mom was like this too. Either I don't need it or my parents will get it for me. And so when you start dating, it was, that's just how I carried it. Like, I don't need you to buy me anything. I'll buy you something. What do you want to eat? Like, I'm getting it. I'll just pick it up when I go there. So for somebody who didn't understand me, who didn't unpack that, a lot of times the thing, I'm just, you so tough. Why are you tough? I'm not tough. I'm very sensitive and very gentle souled um, and will cry at the drop of a hat <laughs> or anything, the drop of anything, really. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I wasn't always the girl girl. I still, I like flowers, but I, I don't like teddy bears. I, I just don't buy me a teddy bear. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> no, buy me some scones, buy me some flowers. Um, buy me a pair of shoes. Like we can go places. I don't think I need a teddy bear to just sit on my bed. But I know men who like teddy bears and who think that that's what women want. I said that just wasn't me. Buy me some tickets. Like if you buy me front row tickets to like any NBA game, like a, a right. sporting that's event. That's what's happening just right now. Buy me right? tickets to a sporting event, yeah. and I'm good. That's what's happening. She said, forget the teddy bears. Give me front row tickets, baby. Give me front row tickets. I want my feet on the pine. Like, I, that's where I want to sit. Okay? I want to see the beads of sweat. But that's not girly things. And so I was affectionately called a little boy. For, for I mean, many, many years. Sure I mean, it's true. I mean, it's I'm true. not going to sit here and lie to I never called her my little brother because I mean, like, 
like when it came down to it, like unique in the like when I when I first met unique, unique was has always been, you know, super like super energetic, super like just blam like in your face. And I mean, just big, just over the top energy. And so even with her, you know, her, the way she moved at times and even the way she would talk to people sometimes, it was more, you know, like, you know. Very confident and assertive. That's what he's looking for. Those forward. words he's looking yeah, for. Yeah, it was very, it was very straight. It was very straightforward. Well, no, and so right. because it was, because it was very straightforward, like, you know, what I, what I didn't know then that I know now is, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of who Unique is, is is based off of how she was raised and in, in the environment in which she was brought up in. And so, you know, the I was used to guys being straightforward. You know, this is what it is. This is how I feel. This is what I'm thinking. And I wasn't I wasn't used to a girl being like that. Like you're, I was used to, you know, having to pull and tug and coerce those things out of a girl. Whereas, you know, Unique is very, you know, I, I feel this way, so I'm going to tell you. And yeah. I knew where I wanted to eat all Which the time. Which is a positive attribute. Oh, yeah. But like you're saying, like, we look at it as some masculine energy. No, mm -hmm. I like when people are straightforward. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to tell me the truth, and they don't do it recklessly. And, you know, mm -hmm. but they're telling me, hey, you know, this this relationship's not going to work. Um, yeah. Like, probably don't really don't fit. I have no choice but to accept it and roll. I mean, yeah, yeah, your little feelings might be hurt for a minute, but I prefer that person to be honest with me and open mm -hmm. with me and not waste my time. Cause once you've wasted my time, you're wasting my money, my energy, other things I could have been doing at that. Uh, instead of hanging around you who doesn't, doesn't really like me. Protecting your feet. That's, that's good. That's actually. Yeah. A good trait. I, I, I think that this, Oh, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. I would say, I would say this when a person does have to lean into a trait that is deemed as counter to their presenting self, typically that is because they are being forced to do that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like I tell my clients, when you feel like, when you feel this angst where I have to be aggressive, that's because somebody's pushing you to be pushing. passive. When mm -hmm. you feel like you have to be, you know, okay, I am, when you're being passive and you feel like I have to be now, or I, I'm, you're being aggressive and somebody's pushing you why are you being so loud? Why are you this? And oftentimes you're deemed like your automatic pendulum swing is to start being passive. That's because you're in a space that might not be congruent to who you are. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes when we see this masculine or feminine energy and men will never say, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm never feminine. But there are times because of the woman's trauma um, where men are pushed into a more passive role where Brahma just shut up. And they get deemed as being feminine or, or bro, I'm just weak. Yeah. I ain't doing this today. Or they they start to complain about how they're being treated. He always in his feelings. He cried, he always cried about them. There he go again, you know, being a B-word. And it's not that, right? It's that he's being pushed into this space that does not feel comfortable for either of you because because of how your presentation is. So oftentimes when we're questioning, oh, is this person being, they're being feminine or masculine, instead of looking at it as a polarizing opposite, how am I presenting in this space? Like how am I communicating in this space that 
causes this person to respond to me in that manner, right? Am I responding to them in a manner that would naturally push them into a passive place? And let's just be honest, women are seen as passive, men are seen as aggressive. aggressive right. Let's just call a spade a spade when we think yeah. about the gender norms. And mm-hmm. so when a man is being pushed into a womanly space, it's because he's pushed to be passive, right? Mm-hmm. And when a woman is in an aggressive space, it's because the man is pushing her to that. So when you see that difference, oftentimes you can neutralize it by saying, getting to know what is it that you wanting me to understand about you that I may have missed? Right. And that's men or women. Hey, I'm, I'm sensing something and I want to know what it is. I don't even I, I don't even think it necessarily always has to be that the, the person's pushed into that. Like you have no choice but to go to that. Absolutely. You know, like you know in order like, to be well, heard. Like, yeah, or or not even just that, but from the from the aspect of because you have it's it's no different than conversations we've had in previous episodes about like when we talked about the episode of um being a man in today's society you know when when we are not doing the things that we're supposed to do you know we push women to have to be the man we push men we push women into you know we leave it for when let me take that back we don't push anybody but we leave it for women to have to step into the roles that are traditionally seen as male dominated roles, you know? And, and well, I would even say that I would say we create a space. Yeah. We create a, a space to ha- or a woman is able to choose in order to feel safe again. Yep. This is where, this is a space I must occupy yep. in order to be valued and be heard in order to be respected. I have to get that space and, right? and, and make sure that my needs are met. Right. Now I have to take on that space. I don't think it's pushing or pulling, but I do think that it we're along that lines, because I want to be clear with that community, that that verbiage. No one pushes you to be anything, not even your environment. We create a space where you flourish in that environment. Right. right? Yep. So like a defense mechanism almost. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's it's a it's about survival of the fittest. We don't like Darwin. People be talking crap about old old Darwin. But a lot of us do things to survive, right? Yeah. Whether you survived your childhood, you survived your trauma, you survived the good stuff. It is survival. How do I get my needs met so that I can survive? And in relationships, whether it's romantic, platonic, or otherwise, you want to survive that relationship. You want that relationship to go the distance. And so in order for to do so, if it's an unhealthy dynamic, then you choose something that either fluctuates on the pendulum swing of, for sake of the episode, masculine or feminine. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or if you, or you may have to occupy one space over the other mm-hmm. in, in order to get things accomplished. And I mean, for, for me, I definitely, I definitely think that I agree with what you said earlier about having to just get rid of it altogether and just, you know, person is doing what, what they need to do mm-hmm. instead of looking at a person as wrong or less than because they're operating in a mindset or in a space that is that people want to assign to the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I, I feel like ultimately a lot of things have to be, you know, you always have to lead, lead with respect. Mm-hmm. And if I respect a person, I'm willing to sit down and have a conversation with you about anything. Yeah. 
you know, you and I talked about that earlier about creating a space, you know, for people to feel comfortable to come and talk to you about things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, you know, I always want to create that space. I always want to, you know, create that space. And I always look at the why, not necessarily what, you know, not necessarily what the person is doing. Mm -hmm. I always want to look at the why is this person feel this way? Right. Why are they doing the things that mm -hmm. they're doing? Mm -hmm. So, but also at the same time, be respectful enough to be able to have conversations about that. And I remember when uh, Nicki Minaj first, you know, like, you know, commercially popped off and they were doing a documentary about Black, was it Pink Friday? And, you know, she was talking about how as, as a woman, you know, it's certain things that she can't do. There's certain ways that she can't move because it's looked at a certain way. She's looked mm -hmm. at as the B word because she's, I'm not going for these things. I'm yeah. not, you, you're not going to be late to my shoot. You're mm -hmm. not going to mess up my set. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. But she's being a boss. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas a man, you know, like in that moment, you know, she was talking about how I got to be responsible for all of this. I got people yep. depending on me. And so because I have people depending on me and I got to be responsible for this, I got to step into my role as a boss. And so whereas a man being in, being doing that, oh, he's looked at as a boss. Mm -hmm. But as a woman doing that, she's not looked at as a boss. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to me, you're doing the same things. It yep. shouldn't matter, you know. If you're a woman or if you're a man, you're doing the same things. Mm -hmm. You're stepping into taking ownership for what belongs to you and what you're supposed to be a good steward over. So, you know, to me, regardless if you're a woman or a man, I'm a, I'm, I, I personally should, should and will applaud you for stepping up and being a boss in that situation. Instead of, and no different than the, 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 the individual we were talking about earlier about where she was saying that she couldn't be with the bus driver. You know, again, that's her preference. Everyone is entitled to a preference. Right. You know, everyone's entitled to a preference. So the same way that I'm entitled to a preference, she's entitled to a preference. What it shouldn't be about is characteristics assigned to a role. Yeah. When when we talk, when, and the preference belongs to you. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this before, like because someone has a title does not mean they hold the characteristics for said title. Right. Exactly. That is an inappropriate assignment of title, right? Inappropriate mm -hmm. assignment of feelings. But when we look at, mm -hmm. when we dictate this is who I am, then my characteristics match that. Mm -hmm. Those characteristics are not always defined or shouldn't be defined when you're talking about yourself by someone else. No yep. one gets to define my worth. Right. As, as unique, Castell, like there are certain things that I hold myself up to a standard. As a wife, there are certain standards I hold myself up to. As a mom, there are certain standards I hold myself up to. Those standards might look different to someone else. Mm -hmm. But this is what works in my community, in my nucleus, right? And in, in the people that I am responsible for, I'm responsible for my husband as a wife. Yep. Right? There's a certain level of responsibility that I've accepted from God, I've accepted from my community, I've accepted from his cultural norms, that this is what you've deemed a wife to be. Right. There's also certain requirements as a husband that based off my life, my cultural experiences and my own wishes and desires that he has as a husband, right? He's, he's responsible for that. I'm responsible as a mother, not because my child deems it, because that's what I want. And so when we're looking in society, what you're talking about, Raja, is for Nicki Minaj, she said, this is what a boss does. Yep. These characteristics. It doesn't matter yep. the gender. It doesn't matter who steps up to the plate. Whoever steps up to the plate as boss, these are the things that they do. 
That's what she was exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times when we looked at our society, even just looking at Nicki Minaj, people will say Nicki Minaj is a great female rapper. Nicki Minaj is a great rapper. Period. She's a rapper. Full stop. No questions. Nothing. It's not debatable. She's a rapper. She can stand toe to toe with anybody. And this is not to say I'm a Nicki fan and I, I everybody else is trash. No, I'm there. She, there are great rappers. She goes in the list as a great rapper. You have great athletes. You look at Serena Williams and the trouble that she went through. Serena is an athlete. She's not a great female athlete. She's an athlete. Why? Mm-hmm. Because of the title, the characteristics match the title. Yep. So I can put her on that pedestal and say athlete. I could put Nikki on there and say rapper. I could put Khalil on there and say father. I could put Rajamel on there and say uncle, um, respectful citizen. I could put them there, not because of his gender, not because of your gender, Khalil, but because of the characteristics meeting the title and the attributes. Yeah, and I think successful people have a better opportunity. I think we talked about this in the, in the past in a couple of episodes um, before. When you have a certain level of success, people, you know, I, I think they do hold you to a different standard. So people say, well, Nicki Minaj, well, with that, if you have that type of money coming in, right? Uh, you better know how to manage it. As you see what happened yeah. at MC Hammer, right? You, mm-hmm. you need to be a good steward, as Raja said, of, of what you've been given, right? And you will have to call some shots. And it's conducive if, uh, for you to be in that mode or, or in mm-hmm. that type of case. You should have those characteristics. If you but they don't respect money. her all the time. Yeah. If you want to keep your money, if you want to be able to be successful, all right, what does success look like? Somebody who is calling shots, someone who is dictating what happens to their career if you want to yep. be successful. Uh, people who have long-term careers like Dr. Dre, and the, they're dictating what happens. They're making decisions that are going to be conducive to have a long-term career. Mm-hmm. So like when I, I look at that, like the gender fluidity is a lot more open when people are successful. Like people yep. aren't going to be labeling you this because they're successful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it, it is a shame when you have people's own female or male or this and that. That person's a boss, they're a boss, and they're successful, and they've mm-hmm. done a good job at, at being, you know, innovative or creative or doing whatever they do well, you know, and you shouldn't have to put any type of assignment on that. That's just someone, you know. We shouldn't have do. to, but we do. Right. Yeah, we do, and that's because we we lived in a society, especially, I can only talk about Western culture because that's the mm-hmm. one that I have the most knowledge about because I live in it, Right. And so in the Western culture, that has just been from our development here in the U.S. where we we have elevated the man and have seen the woman as other, right? Mm-hmm. She's right there with the kids. They're, they're level. Look, it, it's the man, his way of thinking, and then maybe the woman. And so when you come into a society like that, sometimes when you're talking about getting awarded as a woman, because I'm just thinking about like you have a woman-owned business. And you say, well, get rid of those terms then, like woman-owned business, just a business owner. But sometimes, I'll be honest, it feels nice to be acknowledged as a woman-owned, a a female-owned business or a woman-owned business because it says, I've gone through people's expectations. I have overcome the trials and tribulations 
And this was not a barrier for me. The mm-hmm. fact that I'm a woman did not stop it because you don't have no one says it's a man owned business. Right. You will find that nowhere that, oh, let's give him a reward for the best man owned business. Right. Mm-hmm. No, you get an award for being top leading female business. Why? Because I've overcome people's expectations. People expect me to fail. People expect me to be less than. People expect me to be passive. People expect me to have slept my way to the top. People expect me to have been given a handout. So anytime I'm not doing those things, then it is applauded. It is awarded. It is uh, a big to do. Like people expect for fathers to be absentee, even married ones. They expect it. Oh, wow. You did the daughter's hair or you did. You you took care of the sons. You showed to all of the games. You made sure that the kids had the, the orange slices. You mean to tell me your wife didn't cut this for you? Your wife didn't tell you how to do this. It's it's celebrated. It is blown up. Father of the year because he just took orange slices to the dad on soccer. You're a father. That comes with the title of parent. Like caregiver is it's an attribute of being a parent, right? Yep. So when we talk about these things, I don't want to be disillusioned to think or blinded to think that there is not some unwritten rules that women do this men do that i would like to see a a world or a space where people are celebrated for the goodness that they are not just what they do right right this person is caring this person is gentle this person is respectful this person is humble this person is an achiever a high earner this person is a leader I would like to see that, huh? A provider. A provider. This person is a provider because there will be times when, as a woman, you may have to step into the role to be the financial provider for your home, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the husband is not providing. He may provide in other ways, but I am providing more financially and I'm I'm securing a huge financial, a solid financial future because I'm good at it, right? Not because I'm a woman, just because I'm good at it. If your husband, the husband is better at cleaning, let him clean. Some women can't cook to save their life. They couldn't feed a dying cat. Yeah. And and that's something that I, I'm glad that you said, you know, was the fact that people do things in different ways. Mm-hmm. Everyone's way is not going to look the same. And I think that for us, we have to get out of that mindset of being a man looks like this yep. and being, you know, having the, having masculine traits looks like this and having being a woman and having feminine traits looks like this. Mm-hmm. We have to get out of that because again, like you said, even, even providing your way of providing may not be the same way as my way of providing. My way of providing may be, I actually, you know, make sure that the house is taken care of. Whereas your way of providing. Support. Exactly. So those are things that, again, we have to get out of the mindset of it has to look this way, black and white, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of gray and there's color and, there's a lot of things that I feel like we don't take into account when we're assigning mm-hmm. labels to stuff. Yep. And for for me, that's my biggest thing is the labels. The labels, the labels, the labels, the labels, the labels. And that's, you know, like for me, that is what I cannot, I, that grates my, my gears in today's society is we want to assign a label to something mm-hmm. where we either want to assign it as it belongs in a particular category or we want to say it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you know, to make sense of things, though, Roger. Man, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of people are fearful of anything new. 
Yeah. And that's the only way they can make sense. And and you see it all the time in the clients and I'll talk to them. Like, you've been doing like that the same way since you've been how old? you haven't deviated from it at all. People are very black and white. Mm-hmm. And I, know, go ahead. Go ahead. You go, Rhonda. I mean, the, the thing is, like I like I was just uh, teaching a class on on anger management and I was telling people. If you're trying to have things that you've never had, you got to be willing to do things you've never done. Right. You know, so if, if you want to keep getting the same results, keep doing the same things. Yeah. Keep doing the same exact same, same things the same way. And you'll keep getting the same results over and over and over again. Now, if you want to grow past the level that you're at now and you want to reach new goals and new heights, you got to try to do something different. Yeah. It's, you know, for me, I, you know, since I was a small kid, I used to play video games all the time, you know, from Super Mario and all these other different games, I used to play them all the time. And my sister would tell you, she would sit there and watch me play Super Mario. And I'm playing and I might die. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll pause the game. I'll reassess what I just did and not die that same way a second time or a third time or a fourth time. And for, for me, like, like I said, I, I agree with what you were saying, Khalil, that for a lot of people, that's the only way they're able to make sense of things. That it's the man's job to do this, it's the woman's job to do that. You know, as the man, you're supposed to be this way. As a woman, you're supposed to be this way. And for me, like, and 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 I had to do this with a young lady that I was dating, you know, a while back, where she was very, very, very. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say assertive, but she was just very, like, just very upfront about everything. Sounds like she's a little aggressive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's. She was a little, she was a little, she was, she was definitely a little aggressive. A little aggressive. She was definitely a little aggressive. And I, and I mean, there, there were a couple times where we'd get to arguing and I'd have to, you know, and I'd have to ask her, who are you talking to? Right, right. You know, I'd be like, who are you talking to? You know, not that I would, not that I would, you know, like boot up with her, but I'm just like, who are you talking to? And, you know, for me, you know, you know, my mother, you know, has always taught me, you know, hey, keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. You know, as a man, you're not, there's certain ways. My mom taught me, you know, as my mother, there's certain ways that as a man, you're not supposed to talk to women. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, when you were saying that unique about, you know, as a man, you stop talking. I, yeah. All right. You know, I would do that. I physically would do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I would stop mm-hmm. talking. And for me, like we eventually we had to have, we had to come to Jesus conversation where I just had to tell her, like, listen, like as a man, I am a man in all ways possible that I can be a man. You know, as a man, I do the, I move in my, in my, in my purpose as a man, you know, I am biologically a man. There's certain ways that I'm not going to talk to you. And there's certain ways you're not going to talk to me. Right. If we're expecting this relationship to continue, you know, and, and we, you know, like we had, we had to have that conversation, but you know, you know, to your, to your point, unique about what you were saying earlier, that's what she that's that's how she was raised. That's what she saw all the time was her mom acted like that. And and you know, when when I when I had a chance to be around her and her family, I'd be I, you know, I'd be dang on, you know, dang on. I mean, they, they, that's really how they were. Well, they put her in context for you. You know, that they really you know, like what what it what it was. It wasn't like that, but it was just like I could see why she would respond to me the way that she would respond to me, mm-hmm. because that was how her mother responded to her father. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching your mom talk to your dad crazy, your dad just yeah, all right. 
Okay. That's what you 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 grow up thinking that that's that's how I'm supposed to interact with men. When men do something that I don't agree with or I don't like, that's my 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 response is to go from is to go from two to ten. And now I'm shouting and I'm screaming and I'm cussing you and I'm just going. And then he's not supposed to say nothing back. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, and, and, and I had to, I had to mature out of this mindset because I was that kid in school where class would stop. Somebody would say something to me, class would stop. The teacher would stop teaching. The class people would stop paying attention. Everybody turned to look at me to see what I'm going to say back. And then I would say it. Cause I was going to say it like I was going to say it and, and, you know, you know, punish, fail. punishment be damned, right. you know, get out. You know, I done said what I said. The class goes crazy. People, and you put out of class. That's what I said. Yeah. I said what I said and, and, I, well, and, and I'm going to stand on what I said. And so Ten toes. Ten toes in it. for me, you know, in, in dating that young lady, like we would go back and forth and like, we would just be arguing, you know, just arguing. And she would say something slick and I got to say something back. Because mm-hmm. for me, as a man, I'm like, I'm not about to let nobody talk to me crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not because, about to let... Because, listen to what you said. As a man, as a man. you do as, that. Like, my gender has to gen- do with how you respect me. Hell yeah. no. You respect me because as a human I'm a, being, I'm a human that's being. not how you talk to anybody. Right. I'm supposed okay, to right, y'all. You don't talk to me like that because I'm worth more than that. My right. gender has nothing to do with it. But that's how we exactly. brainwash, though. Like, you know, if you start hearing it, like, she had no right to talk to you like that because you're a human being that has dig- dignity and worth, right? So mm-hmm. when you were saying that, you know, and I remember being in uh, arguments with people that are like that from the feminine <laughs> side. And, and, and you know, it does make you feel some type of way. But regardless, like Unique said, as a person, no one should be yelling and shouting at me unless I did Damn. something, like, really off the wall. But... That's still not the way you communicate with people. No, not not really? not 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 if you're expecting them to receive what you're telling them. I mm-hmm. think, but see, this starts. This goes back to like we we've talked about before. It goes back to just that training and upbringing, right? right. From when we're kids. I tell my kid, my kid, sometimes her voice gets a little loud, right? And I have to get a little loud back. I said, "Would you like me to yell at you?" And then it kind of like, "Oh shit, you were yelling at me." Yeah. You were yelling. You wouldn't like if I talked to you that way. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't yell at you. You're not about to yell at me. And it, I talked to her in that way. People are always like, you just talk to her like she's a big person because one day she will be. Right. Yeah. So you're preparing, you're giving her those lessons one now. One day she will be big. One day she will be in a position where she has to defend her worth and say, I'm worth more than that. And it has nothing to do with my age, my race, my gender, my social status. It has everything to do with I've assigned this worth to me. Right. A Louis Vuitton shoe costs what it costs, no matter the state that it's in. Right. No matter why, because someone said that. it's worth that much. The, the, the yeah. creator of it said it's worth this, and people pay it. Pay it. No matter, yep. no matter where they buy that shoe in the world, whatever the price on the sticker says, they're gonna pay it. And when we're talking about mm-hmm. our worth, you have to assign your worth not based on what someone else says because people will always put it less. Yeah, I'm worth yeah. this much because I said so. And if you're a believer, because God says this about me. Yeah. He said I'm worth that. So that's what I'm worth, period. No questions asked. So you don't get to deal with me that way. I don't care how you dealt with anybody else. Females always this. 
you that might be your experience, but when you meet this one, this is how you're gonna act with this one. Right. Mm-hmm. This is how you're gonna address me. Well, you right? teach people how to treat you. You teach if people. I don't tell somebody that I find that is disrespectful, they're gonna keep doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. We, For sure. I just and- talked to my child about this today. Usually we joke. And I mean, somebody might say the gentle parenting community may say, is it inappropriate? Don't joke like this. But I grew up in the 80s and the 90s and you rag on people like you joke on them like, oh, you got a big head. You just jones in them. I'm trying to get my girl to be a little tougher. So I'm like, you got a melon head. And she's like, mommy, it's okay. <laughs> know how to take a joke. Know how to be able to have bears. I don't want you to be, you know, a square you t- when you grow up. You tell that baby she had a melon head. And she do though, but she's a cute little melon head. But she do have a melon head. I love my little melon head baby. She's dark and beautiful. That you're doing it in love. I'm doing it in love. And so, because she was having a bad day today, because I told her something she didn't want to hear, so now her afternoon was ruined. So then it came back, "Mommy, you hurt my feelings." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute, because you've assigned my words to something that it wasn't." If you're having a bad day, that's fine. Have a bad day. You are more, you are well within your right to say, mommy, I'm not in the mood to joke. Right. Mm-hmm. But don't take my my joking out of context. Let's not do that. I don't think that that's being sensitive. What I do think that that's being, you are misappropriating what I've said and what we've previously done in the past for something that it's not. <coughs> Right. And I think a lot of times when we think of like masculine and feminine, that comes up. But now because you're in your feelings and you're mad about something that has nothing to do with me. Now, oh, he now now you're being sexist. Right. Oh, the media. No, no, mama. Or if a woman says, you know, hey, I'm not I don't like that. Don't don't talk to me that way. Well, that's what, what you were saying the other day. Context is everything, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it also relies on communication. Hey, I ain't feeling that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't nah you today, today we can't do that. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I'm being any less of a person. I'm not being feminine, I'm not being sensitive, I'm not being anything other than a person who is expressing myself that you know what. This is just not the time nor the place for that. Tomorrow we might could joke like that again. Today we can't. Right. Yeah. Time today, place and setting. Put it in context. Right. Today I'm and, and I it's a little sensitive today. It's a sore spot today. And, and I think that, you know, just like simply, you know, just being respectful of other people. I mean, mm-hmm. is what the baseline is respect. You, know, you say it all the time. It, baseline is respect. You have to leave with respect. And I think that you know, respecting another person and respecting what what they're saying and what they're expressing, what they're doing, mm-hmm. instead of just always looking to demonize it or villainize it, I think is is the key to us being better as a, as a society. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, leading with respect, leading with grace and mercy. You know, because at the end of the day, we all need a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. We all need we all we we are flawed all the time, mm-hmm. and so. For me, leading with grace and mercy and respect is, is something I try to do all the time. Yeah. Um, I cannot espouse that enough. Um, well, to demonize again, it, I want to say this. Before you before you go off of that point, to demonize it diminishes it. When you demonize or villainize someone, you're diminishing mm-hmm. their right. right to express how they're feeling. Right. You don't yep. have to agree Definitely. with it in order for, mm-hmm. for me to express it. It's my expression. Mm-hmm. 
whether it's yep. masculine or feminine, that's how I feel. So don't don't yep. categorize it in order to dismiss what I'm saying. And a lot of times people do that. They it's it's a form of demonizing diminishes. Don't diminish me because you don't agree with it. Right. I mean, not even just diminishing it, di- dismissing dismissing it. it. You know, dismissing it because even when when you know, as a, as a, as a as a young lady, if you're going, if you're standing up for yourself, you know saying that, oh, you know, oh, you're acting like a man, you're supposed to be a woman, you're dismissing what this woman is saying, the the, the content of what she's saying. Right. Yeah, you may not agree with how she's yeah. saying you're it, saying you you but, don't get to say that. Yeah, you you and, and and that and that and that's essentially what people do when they do that. And so for me, like when I hear these guys give this relationship advice about as a woman you should act like this and you should act like that as a man you should act like this and act like that. I mean my thing is like I said, you know, understand why the woman is saying what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Understand why the woman is expressing what she's expressing, uh, you know, and vice versa. Understanding why the man is saying what he's saying, because for me, you know, something I always tell I tell people all the time because me and my sister, we've you know, Anna, we've debated this, you know, lots of times in regards to conversations with people. You know, Anna's like, well, there's certain people I'm just not going to talk talk yeah. with or talk to, and I'm like, for me, I'm, I'll talk to anybody about anything because I want to understand. The thought process and and the you know in that go went into that thought you know that went into what you're saying and what you're believing. Right. And so because I want to understand that thought process, you know that thought process, it allows me to you know better understand the person, better understand the message they're trying to deliver. Now I don't have to agree with the message or agree with what they're trying to communicate, but it allows me to be able to connect with them on a human basis. Yeah. Because ultimately, ultimately we're all human beings. Ultimately, we don't mm-hmm. we we, we don't have to. We don't have to agree with each other all the time. We don't have to like each other all the time. We don't have to love each other all the time. But we do have to coexist and we have to respect each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we are, you know, like, like you know, assigning, assigning these labels and diminishing and demonizing and dismissing, you know, you know, the points that people are trying to make, regardless if, if you necessarily agree with the way they're trying to make the point. You know, to me, that's what bothers me. And I think that that's something that we have to work on as a society is understanding each other better. Because by understanding each other better, you understand why this man may say or do the things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then not say that, you know, he's this way or he's that way. Or understand why this young lady or this woman is moving or acting or saying the things that she's saying and not trying to assign a label to it that has a negative connotation associated mm-hmm. with it. Well, I mean, when we started it off with the young lady that you started it off with saying that she didn't want to date the bus driver, I believe, right? And everybody mm-hmm. came mad and started putting all these labels on her. And she has freedom of speech. She has freedom of thought. She's allowed to think a certain way. Um, yep. When we do that and we're talking about her, uh, some of her value system, we don't accept it and we invalidate her value system. There's a problem with that because... Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with her knowing that if I date somebody that might be from a, a lower status, I'm not saying that that job is bad, right? We're just saying that she might not be able to connect with that person. So why put yourself in a relationship with someone who you're not connecting to and that you might end up talking down to because you don't really respect what they're doing? She's- no, you're not talking down to them, Khalil. What it is, you wouldn't be trying to do that. I've dated someone who was not of the same educational level right, as me. Right, right. And they felt some type of way. 
Yeah, I use words, and they were like, "There you go again." You there you go. I don't right, right. I'm like, I didn't know that that was a word you didn't know. If we were in two totally separate cultures, like right. our cultures were different, because mm-hmm. I came from a cultural experience with that using use of those words, we're fine. Right. <laughs> to them, was using it. I was talking down to them, right, that, and that that wasn't what... my intention. But I think that's what the woman is trying to avoid mm-hmm. is put myself in a situation where, hey, like you said, maybe he won't like the certain friend group I run with, the certain circles I run with. Yes. She's I mean, trying to make sure that doesn't happen. But yet people are invalidating her. And I'm like, wait, how is it any different than when a guy says that he doesn't want to date a woman with a whole bunch of kids? Right. It is no different. It, I mean that 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like we 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 clap and we applaud that. Where we're where we're where you have these guys that are espousing that men shouldn't date single moms. Right. Single moms are 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 washed up and they hit the wall and we talk about these different things. But then we we'll sit here and go after a woman who says that I don't want to date a bus driver. I mean mm-hmm. that that that's crazy to me. I mean it it's the same crazy. thing. But same. you know it, it's. And and that's the the crux of what we've been talking about during this conversation is the fact that, you know, things are looked at one way for, you know, for a particular group of people. And they're looked Mm -hmm. at a completely different way for the other group of people. And I mean, we have to get past that. People have preferences the same way that this this, you know, this person has a preference of I'm not dating a person that is driving a bus. And then guys can say, hey, don't date single moms. That's your preference. Yeah, I think the bottom line is you have to behave in the way that gets you the life that you want. And if there is some discongruence or, you know, that is correct, you got to be willing to change it. Like if it's if the behavior is not getting what you want, be willing to change it. Or, or if, it, if it's not enriching your life. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that's that's the that's the main thing is is doing that. I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. Be willing to change. I like that message. I think that's a really good message about being congruent, having some congruency in your life. And and when we see people who are incongruent, we can start to pick up on that as clinicians. You're like, mm, something's not lining up here. Right. This not adding up for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The math ain't math. Yeah. Right. That's that's what the the people them say. The you people. Know, them. The math ain't. The math ain't math. You know, the non-clinical folks. But yeah, man, I mean, when we talk about, I think just simplifying it to gender, people are more dynamic than their gender. Um, And if we only, if I am only understood by my reproductive parts, you've missed so much of me. Right. Exactly. I mean, that we we've we've completely diminished the person. Yeah, and so I am not just a woman. I am not just a mom. I'm not just a wife, not just a sister or a daughter. I am. I am a full person with, you know, dynamic capabilities and wants and desires. And um, and I think when we when we see people as the multi-dimensional facets that they are, you get to experience a totally different person, right? Wow, this person is dynamic, right? They they have so much going for them. It's so much that makes up who they are that mm-hmm. I can't even just, it doesn't fit into a box. 
and that's that's the beauty of being multidimensional. It doesn't yes. fit into yes. a box. It yeah, fits it into many boxes. Right. It fits right. into boxes it's within labels. a box. Yeah, you can't label them. Mm-hmm. And so when we start to appreciate people for being um, the bigness that they are, I think you know, as Roger Mel was saying when people when he first met me, it's like it's just I'm not a loud person all the time, volume wise, but you can hear me in a room. You, you can see you know, her. You can see her from across the parking lot too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not always like vocally loud. My husband might argue that point, but but he lives here, and I'm loud at my house. But I'm she's not. A, when I get like, out, I know how to act. I'm not loud, Roger. But why would you lie on the internet like this? She, she loud. She loud. The volume wise, volume wise, and then also you know outfit wise. Like right now, she wearing an outfit she that marries a dude. Today. She dumbed it. You down. know, but. But normally she's like, you know, she is like that that exotic bird, that tropical bird that you can see from clear across the rainforest. Hey, that that is that is that is, that is that is that is my he's buddy. Because I'm dynamic. Because I'm dynamic, and I'm a pleasure to experience. A pleasure right. to behold. Hey, yes, look, I and, am. He and, ain't and he look. ain't stopped being my friend all these years. Right. He loves it for some reason. Yeah, that's look, true. I, the main thing is, I hope all these people are getting from this is that. Be yourself, be dynamic, be, yourself. be that wonderful person you are of dignity, worth, and purpose. Find your purpose and, and begin to explore. Find your voice. I, that's yeah. how I'm with. Find your voice. You know what I mean? Don't let anybody diminish your worth. Mm-hmm. You're more than Amen. just a label. We can send a collection plate on that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <Pastor>. Yes, Bishop. <laughs> Hey, oh look, no, that was good though. Like, <laughs> I, I, look, I'm dead serious. That was that was kind of legit. Yeah, but I've been telling you, the mic with that one. Look, people need to tap into the divinity more, man. Start tapping into that spirit. We are all uh, creative beings, and you create mm-hmm. what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Create, you manifest it. Create peace. You can do all those mm-hmm. things because you have that divinity in you. But if mm-hmm. you're not tapping into that, man, and you don't see your worth, hey, I, all I can do is try to turn that light on for you. Yeah, you know, yep, yep, turn the switch. So we're going to end the conversation here. Uh, this is trying not to overthink it. Signing out. I'm RJ. I'm unique. I'm Khalil. And we will uh, catch you in the next episode. If you like what you heard, we ask that you stop by the YouTube channel. Uh, we're tr- found on YouTube as trying not to overthink it. Um, if you happen to stop by the channel, we ask that you like, share, subscribe, turn your notifications on, comments. Uh, and, and just keep, you know, check out all the, all the, the, the episodes that we've dropped. We, you know, stop by the channel. We drop content weekly. If you would prefer to watch, I mean, listen to the episode instead of watch it. I don't know why you would prefer to listen to it instead of watch it because you miss, you miss the antics and you miss these faces. Um, we can be found on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, pretty much everywhere that audio file can be located. Um, but why why just listen why not just watch and listen at the same time mm-hmm. so you know if you watch the video stop by you know the you know the the audio files and check out that and listen to listen to it you know tell your friends about it tell your mom about it tell your cousin about it you know because you know our 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 tribe is slowly growing and we appreciate all the love and the support that we get from our listeners and our subscribers and you know we we just want to say that you know that means a lot to us and, and if so- you have someone that is interested in dating Roger Mel, 
send it to Khalil and I because we will yes. Yes. Oh make God. sure that we get the criteria. We're screening. We are screening for our boy. Raja, we're doing that. Solo not married one in this bunch. You know they're not they're not they're not doing any of that. We are scouting. We're scouting. They are not doing any of that. Don't listen to these two. Don't listen to these two. So hence why you need to check out my boy's outfit. Because we we try to we make sure he looks real pretty and handsome. Don't 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 listen to either one of these two. Don't listen to either one of these two. Listen to either one of these one. If you're listen to me to the Huntsville, listen to me. Alabama area. He's outruled. He's outnumbered. L- listen, listen to me. We we thank you and we love you guys and we will catch you in the next episode. Peace. Mm-hmm.